Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. As many of you know, most of us here at the Master Photography Podcast are huge fans of Squarespace, and that's because they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling prints or products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So head on over to squarespace.com improve for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code improve to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome to the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You are joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show, and we're all on the same journey to master our photography. I'm your host, Brent Bergherm, and today I'm joined by Levi Sim. Welcome to the show, Levi. Why, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And we've got a couple of great topics today. We're going to talk about selecting your nine best or maybe you want to do 10 best or something like that. And we're going to kind of roll that into portfolio reviews, the idea of the value or the, you know, what way that mechanism you could do a portfolio review. So let's talk about this nine best item. First off, does it really need to be nine? And what else do you think about that, Levi? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't do 10, right? You can't do 10. No, it's not allowed. (laughs) Because it's a like the reason it's nine is because it's an Instagram thing and it's a square picture on Instagram and you make a grid of three by three of your nine best and post that as a post on Instagram. And so it can't be 10 because that wouldn't make a nice square. Well, I I feel like then getting a screen capture and like photoshopping my my favorite other item on there but tell me about this instagram thing because you know when i first saw this and i'm just like oh you know those look cool and whatever um i basically thought people really i just thought people were just getting going through all of their stuff and just kind of selecting because that's been something that we on the podcast have been encouraging listeners to do is to constantly go through and select your 10 best 11 best whatever no more than 12 for the year and then I see this nine best thing I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I just kind of assumed it was in that same genre. I had no idea actually it was an Instagram thing. And so it makes sense when you say that about how it's tied with Instagram and, you know, the square format and the like. So when we're going back and looking at our, our images and let's, I guess, stay on the Instagram thing for a little while. Uh, tell yeah. me a little bit about it. So if listeners don't know about this, how can they uh, make this happen for themselves? Well, so, so largely when you look at it and you see somebody has hashtag best nine on their picture and it's a grid of pictures, they've probably gone to one of the automatic, um, best nine generators. And like, you can just Google best nine, like 2018 best nine. And you'll go to 2017 best nine.com is the website. And you just enter your Instagram handle and it automatically generates a photograph for you. And it's based purely on the number of likes you got on that photograph. And so the, so it, the top nine likes is, is what it draws up for you. Well, that's kind of nice because it just basically just scrapes it and says, here you go. Here's, here's what was the most popular for you uh, for, for that year on, on Instagram. So I guess that's nice yeah. and convenient because you don't need to worry about, you know, hunting it down yourself. Right. 
Uh, so what are the benefits of doing this? Do you think? Well, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to see what, um, what, what people liked in the past. And then if, if those were indeed your, your best liked photographs, people are probably going to recognize them when they're in their, in their, you know, scrolling through their feed, which may encourage them to like it again. Um, if, if your best nine of 2017 was one of your best nine of 2018, you probably need to put more posts out there. Yes. <laughs> like if you've got, if you've got nine gridded pictures of, of your best nines, um, that based on likes, you probably need to publish some more <laughs> before you yes. do your best nine thing. <laughs> well, and that's but, kind uh, of, for me, you know, I'm kind of late to the Instagram thing myself. And that is to say, um, well, basically, I probably started in the last, I would say, three to four months of actually seriously putting some stuff on there. Um, right. And then still, though, I've kind of treat my Instagram feed a little more as a behind the scenes approach. Not necessarily mm-hmm. this is my cream of the crop, best of the best that I'm putting out there. Right. Um, so that's just kind of way how I've been treating it. But I've been kind of sort of transitioning in that. What do you think is the best approach? Is that a is a behind the scenes uh I guess, you know, I guess it just depends on what you want to do with it, I guess. Right. It depends on what you want to do. Like what kind of results, like if you, if you've got a really focused strategy, then stick with your strategy. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I like to have a little more fun with it. So my best of nine sometimes includes like, you know, my kid doing something as well as a striking sunrise or sunset or a great portrait. And, and then the thing about it too is that it has nothing to do with your best picture of the year. Right. <laughs> because you get likes on Instagram based on a lot of weird stuff that have very little to do with what people are actually seeing in the photo. It might be the time of day that you posted it affects how many people liked it. It might be the content. It might be that you did hashtag um, tortilla chips on the same day that Doritos did hashtag tortilla chips. There you go. Yeah. You just piggyback off of something that that you had really no control over. and so it's got nothing to do with your best photograph. Right. It's still it's like, as far as, as far as doing the automatic best nine, it's kind of a fun exercise and you can look back and see, see what you got for it. And, uh, yeah. And, so, well, and it might even feed your strategy going forward. It could. Yes. Like for me, it, part of my strategy is this for me, I just ran it on mine and it says I had 45 posts in all of 2018. Yeah, that's that doesn't seem feet. like very much. <laughs> yeah, it's and like it just depends on your strategy. Yeah. You know, if if you are trying to garner followers for some specific reason, you know, yeah. be strategic about it. If you are just trying to garner followers because you feel like you should. Have you seen that that show? What was, what's that? It's like it's like Black Smile or something. No, there's this there's a series of shows on Netflix that. They're like sci-fi horror shows. Uh oh. <laughs> and there's one anyway, there's one where people go around liking each other in person and giving ratings live. And like nice. if you're anyway. So <laughs> if you're if you're after the likes, then I don't know. Go for the likes. Who cares about likes? Yeah. Likes don't matter. I'm leaving. I'm quitting social media. I don't need likes. <laughs> well I feel, it, I, feel, I, I like I I have Facebook open right now just to see if I get any likes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did. Um, and and so it kind of recapping, uh, you know, like I said, I only recently started really posting my earliest picture on here 
is from August when I was in Hong Kong. I got a selfie in front of the Big Buddha on Lantau right. Island at the Polin Monastery. And so that was the first one. And then everything else is just stuff that was actually quite recent. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to, as far as my strategy, you're talking about Instagram strategies, it really hasn't been much until just recently. So anyway, let's move on and talk about, you know, as we would choose what our best images of the year are. How important do you think it is for someone to do that is, and again, not relying on any of the social media algorithms to, to punch out some figures, but just what our goals and desires are for our photography and how we view it. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I mean, I think it's important to look back and, and find my favorite pictures. And I, I think part of like I've I've been kind of looking back over the last 10 years and looking for my best pictures right now. Yeah. And as I do that, it's important not for the sake of the picture, but kind of for the sake of what was going on generally in my life at that time. Sure. That helped me make better pictures. And what, like if it was this year, like what was it about May that allowed me to make great pictures? Oh, well I took a couple of trips and I didn't sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I, I got my butt out there and did stuff like, well, like you and I, the other day, we, you happen to be in town here in Idaho. And so we got together and invited folks to join us and only a couple of people, one, one person, one did. guy. Yay. Thank you. Orson. <laughs> yes, thank you. Or, uh, Orson, it was good to, good to have you there. Um, and, but, but we got up on our vacation days and we went out to a cold place and made some mediocre pictures. Hey uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen all of yours, but you know, I actually haven't seen all of mine yet either. But, um, but the important thing was that we got out and did it. And, and I, I think when I look back and I see when I was making great pictures, it wasn't that single day that made a great picture. It was, it was a whole time when I was doing good picture habits, you yeah. know, when I was doing good picture stuff and the more I do that kind of stuff, the more likely I am to make a good picture. That is, that's very true. And it's about, you know, it's, it's one thing you can say, well, be present or, you know, some of these other ways that you can look at it. It boils down to just, I really like how you put that. You're just in the habit of doing good picture stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, so you Let's don't go do good picture stuff. Yeah. I, I, man, I love it. So we don't evolution this year. Hopefully good picture stuff. That's right. I'll uh, make myself a bumper sticker or something <laughs> because this is, this is what I need myself. I know I get too busy and I'm too yeah. stretched too thin. And, yeah. you know, I talked to people, you know, I, I talked with the folks, uh, the photog adventure guys, uh, several months ago now, and they were all, you know, talking about going out here and going out there. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. And I told him about how one time I was thinking of getting out to the Oregon coast in a few weeks and his, and they're like, and how long has it, has it been since you shot? I was like, well, since I got back from Hong Kong and they're <laughs> like, what? I was like, we live different lives. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, it, and it does hurt. I want to get out like so that. much. Yeah. And listening to two guys chatting on a radio show who, who make more pictures than most people yeah. can feel daunting, right? But, yeah. but you and I, we, we didn't go someplace famous. We right. went to a nearby spot that has good potential, potentially. 
<laughs> well, and but we were doing good photo stuff. That was the most important thing yeah. about our outing. That yes, day. for what sure. It, it's, it's about getting out, getting off your tail end and, and getting out and doing good photo stuff. And also the thing about going locally too, is just, and this is something that I'm trying really hard myself to do, uh, because, you know, I've been, I've lived in this area for 20 some years right. and if I were to get, uh, select my best pictures of the year, probably two might come from within 50 miles of my home. And that's yeah. just, you know, that's kind of like, wow, I don't get out that much locally. And, and that's just something, you know, I've been trying to work on basically since August to maybe July of this last summer is to just think about how can I alter my plan so I can get out and do more good photo stuff. And then hopefully at the end of 2019, I can review the year's worth of pictures and I can look at it again and say, oh, I did get out. I was active and I did, you know, satisfy those goals. And I got everything that I wanted to do, or at least most of it. And I think yeah. that's probably what what reviewing your work for the last year, or if you want to do it quarterly or or you know for every six months. Right. I think there's that's the value I would find in it anyway. I think other people will find other pieces of value. You know when they're when they're doing that. What kind, what kind of criteria do you think people should have? You know when they're looking at their best of for the year. Maybe for you, I should ask, what would you look for in your images when you're trying to determine what is your best of for the year? See, and this 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 segues nicely because because of everything we just talked about, my best photographs have I I can't choose my best photographs because because I'm tied to them in so many ways. Yeah. You know, oh, like, I hear you. This is my best photograph of my daughter in November. <laughs> this is my best photograph of my daughter in September. Yeah. I might be able to to objectively choose the best photograph of her, but I cannot objectively choose my best landscape because this was that morning when I woke up and I went out here in the desert and um not only did I did I make a picture of the sunrise, but I also saw three jackrabbits and 14 pronghorn and a bunch of chuckers running around and I I just had a really great experience culminated in this starburst of a sun coming up over a sagebrush. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and so is it any good? I don't know if it's any good. Right. Because I had a great morning doing it and I can't separate those two things. I I think I can resonate with that and and another thing I think that I do that I I guess is by design and another thing I'm trying to change as well, which I should probably we're going to get off on some tangents here again. I don't know if you remember, you know, how many tangents we got off when you were a guest on my Latitude show. I've got two on my corner right now ready to to tangentialize on. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> and then I had a listener comment in the Facebook group saying that was like one of the best shows ever. I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, that's fun. That's amazing. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I tangented my tangent. Um, I just also started doing <laughs> I just also started uh, doing some mobile editing kind of an idea. Oh, yeah. Got a new iPad Pro, the latest one. And I was right. I was in the throes of de- deciding whether or not to buy it. And I decided, okay, I'll go ahead and buy it. You know, this is something Adobe is bringing out full Photoshop yeah. to the iPad. That's going to be awesome. And I sat there at 
the house in Idaho uh, visiting my folks. And I went to my normal Lightroom catalog and shared some to the cloud. And then I got on my iPad and there they were like two minutes later. And I literally, and this is trying to work back to how you say you can't separate yourself from those images. Sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes I'll have so long of a time between the time that I shoot it and the time that I literally decide, should I keep this image forever or not? that the experience of it is almost lost on me. Right. And it's all about, it's more about the image itself and less about the, um, the emotional connection I have to that image. And that would be a benefit, I think, for when you have that distance, when you have that, that time frame from when you shot it to when you're actually making the decision, does this go into my keeper file? Um, but I yeah, got I, I got onto iPad and I'm just all like trash trash keep trash trash keep keep trash 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 I'm going <laughs> so fast and I'm like I'm loving this thing and it's so it was so I, I guess I felt number one somewhat liberated because I have all of these rejects now that I can just trash confidently nice. uh, and I was able to do it literally sitting there on the couch still talking with my family and having some good time you know and you might think. Well, you're just sitting there on your tablets. Well, you know, everyone else is on their phones or tablets too. We know how it is right. when you're sitting around the, the living room with the family and such. But we're still having yeah, that but conversation. They don't scowl at them as much as we would. Probably. <laughs> like, like they're not scowling at their phone going, ah, oh, man. Yes. I've only done this better. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. Or the, uh, what was I thinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of a thing. But well, so, so you should, you should share your pictures as soon as possible after photographing them. Okay. But you should, you should, you should build your portfolio of them, portfolio of them as long as possible after photographing them. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've gotten into. So when I share something out, you know, it won't have my naming criteria or anything like that. It'll just have some quick edits gun to it. Um, And then I'll, I'll get those out and share them. That's generally what I do now. But with this process that I can, quite frankly, very conveniently make my selects. I think that's going to be a lot more, um, a lot more advantageous for me. I can just do it a lot more quickly. And I really like that because when I save my images, I know a lot of folks save them by year and the date and then, you know, the month and the day and whatever. Let's not go down this hole. (laughs) And and then I don't do it that way. And I neither. I do it by location because I'm a travel photographer primarily. And uh, so I have all these things that are currently categorized by date. Cause when I first put them in there in the Lightroom, I'll just let Lightroom do its thing. Oh man. But yeah. when I think about them and say, these are my keepers, these are what's close to me. I just, I can't think about what date they were shot. I'll, I'll never no, be able to tell matter. you, you know, five years down the road, I'll never be able to tell you, Oh, that was, you know, August 2nd. I have no clue, right. but I know where no. it was shot. Exactly. And, and for me, it works. Um, yeah. I as, do go, I do go by year and then location or subject. Yeah. I've, uh, I've thought about reversing that because I'll do a location and then I do it by year. Uh, mm-hmm. but, and then that it means just you counts go to up. The same place too often. Right. Well, e- you got to branch out. <laughs> I, I, I know because, you know, like for the state of Washington, I have like six or seven categories, but right. like, for 
any country internationally, I have one category. So yeah, um, but then that's also where you could utilize category or the cat uh, the those other things collections. Anyway, yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> let, let's get back to our selection of the images. Get back to those. And so, oh, oh, before uh, yeah. before we go too much farther, I did have regarding doing photo stuff. Yeah, as good I look photo back, stuff. yeah, doing good photo stuff. The I do the most good photo stuff when I hang out with good photo people. Absolutely, and and it has nothing to do with the caliber of their photography. Yeah, but it just has to do more with their caliber of their willingness to go out and make a picture. Like Absolutely. you, we went out the other day on a freezing cold morning. And just doing that together makes the makes the chances of getting a good picture so much higher because we're yeah. doing it. Yeah. And having somebody who's willing to like set a time to go do it. A little is bit great. of accountability like, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, when I've, you I've asked me if I wanted clubs. to go, sorry, when you asked me if I wanted to go, I, my response, I, I almost felt like I might have sounded too excited. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, "Yes, get me out! I want to go shooting." So no judgment here, man. So no it was judgment. awesome. It was excellent. That's good. Yeah. So sorry. Now back to the regularly scheduled program. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my! So, so you you have a tough time selecting which ones you know would be your best of and. Do you think it would be better you would be able to do that if you were to give yourself some criteria and you were to say, okay, so the images of my daughter, these are the best images. And the images of my commercial work, these are the best images. Would it oh, be definitely. valuable for you yeah. to do that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And 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 we have to approach this with, with purpose in mind, like at the forefront of our mind. Because when I say, what is a good photograph? Well, geez, yeah. there's a... 10 hour discussion on what is art and who cares about what other people think. I care about what other people think. Yeah, they're course. hiring me to make a photograph. Yeah. And so for me, my photographs that I think are good, I absolutely need to view them from the outside. Right. You know, I need to, I need to be everything I tell teenage girls not to be. I need to worry <laughs> about what everybody else thinks <laughs> and, 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 uh, and take all that into consideration when I publish my best pictures, because, because that's how my business works. Um, right. But, but I also have my favorites that are my besties, you know, the kid, the pictures of my kids, the pictures of, of my sagebrush with the sunshine and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so definitely approaching with different criteria or, or categories of my best pictures, you know, the, the purpose, the use always informs the selection yeah yeah well i have yet to go through my images and select my best of for the year and i've been tempted to do it but i've been also just you know sidetracked with everything else i'm doing but uh maybe one of these maybe this weekend or or next week i'll be able to squeeze that in and get that out because i think it would be good for me to do it's something you know i've been shooting like 20 years and it's just not something i actually have been in a regular practice of and it, I, I usually would look at it in, in more smaller chunks, I guess. And so to, to look at that whole scope of the year, I think that's what's, what the really is going to be illuminated for me is just the fact yeah. that I do, I already know this. I need to get out more. Is this more good photo stuff? And this is going to be one of those things to give me extra motivation, I think, 
to make that happen. And hopefully if there's listeners out there in the same boat, you can kind of maybe think along the same lines. If, if that's your desire to get out more and you just need that motivation, uh, nothing like kicking yourself in the pants to make it happen. I think, I, you know, <laughs> at least that's how yeah, it usually I, works for me. And I, I think you're saying too, that, that being critical of yourself is doing good photo stuff. <laughs> and that's hard for sure. Because, because if you're not self-critical, then I don't think you're going to grow. And right. there's different ways that we need to grow as photographers. And so, yeah, it's, it's it all comes together uh, in, in that fashion, I think. Yeah. And when you do this, you should trust your wife or your, your spouse or your, you know, anybody but your brother, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if I'm flipping through stuff and my wife glances over and goes, oh, that's one of your bests. Yeah. I, and I'm like, this one, this one, this has got these things wrong with it. And she says, no, it's a really good picture. Cool. Uh, and she's, you know, she's taking it in as a normal consumer takes it in, not right. as a, a guy who, who looks at it all. Right. Oh, and while you were talking about um, like the new Photoshop and things on your, on your tablet, I was yeah. also thinking about all the new tools I've, I've started using this year. And uh, like Luminar is really fun to use. and it's got these these tools in it that I may be using too often. Okay. <laughs> like when I look back at my pictures 10 years ago, holy cow. It's like someone came down with the vignette tool and put it on every single picture <laughs> really obviously. Um, and I look back and I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Yeah. But at the time I was like, man, vignettes are so cool. This is it. <laughs> so so that, that's also a good reason to give yourself some time between um, the time you shoot and finish yeah, to the time that you like portfolioize your stuff. Right. Because your, your, uh, your finesse of your tools becomes more finessey. S- sometimes that just needs to be reined in, doesn't it? It does. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As I was going through some, some images recently, uh, last week or the week before, I can't remember now. I, I try and do it. Sometimes I'll do, especially when I'm in this case, I was actually recording, uh, some lessons. So I was like, well, I'm going to wig it out so you can see what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> and then I just, I look at it and I'm like, you know, secretly I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of like that, but it's just, it's also hideous at the same time. And so, you know, you pull right. it back, practice restraint, pull it back. And, and sometimes it can be hard to do that. I've seen a lot get out there that is for lack of better description, overcooked. and you know, that's maybe that's something that we can rely on the best nine. You know, if, if we're putting those types of things on Instagram and yeah. people are really liking that, yeah. well, I, I wonder who's following us in one sense. In another sense, hey, it you know, there's literally some likes going on there. So that could could mean something. Right. Um, but right. maybe, and you know what they say? Yeah. You know what they say about one out of focus photograph is a mistake. Ten out of focus, out of focus photographs is a, is art is a project <laughs> or something go. like that. Yes. And a hundred out of focus, focus photographs is a style. There so, you go. That's right. <laughs> no matter how bad you've done it, if you just do it that bad often enough, consistently. It, yeah. Consistently bad is really good. And, and kind of like when you were asking, we were sitting there for breakfast and you were asking about, I wonder how that 10 gallon hat would do it. For me, <laughs> and we basically settled on the idea. Well, if you own it, 
it's going to work. It. So if exactly. you can own those out of focus photographs, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Maybe we're going oh, too man, far. Oh man, there were some really like I just felt bad every time I looked at these photos in Vogue a few years ago from from Jurgen Jurgen Teller Twit Teeler something and. I don't know how much he got paid to make this series of like on-camera flash photographs with the models in between expressions. Oh my, but it was a, it was, it was a style and they were paying him big bucks for it. And he's a, he's an exceptional photographer. Yeah. Uh, And you know, he, he did a series of really bad pictures that made him a whole lot of money. All right. Interesting. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. That's a good one. All right, before we continue on, we need to take a few moments and thank our sponsor for this show. Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace, just like most of us here at Master Photography. We love Squarespace, and that's because they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. So whether you're looking to start a new photo business, showcase your portfolio, publish blog posts, sell products or prints, or whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace is the tool for you. They have beautiful templates that were created by world-class designers, and you have the ability to customize those templates with just a few clicks, so you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. Squarespace also has a powerful e-commerce tool that lets you sell anything online, and they have analytics that will help you grow your site in real time. And the best part, in my opinion, is that everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so you don't have to spend time building a second mobile website for SEO purposes. Buying domains through Squarespace is simple, and you'll get the help you need with Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. So head on over to squarespace.com slash improve for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code improve to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash improve, offer code improve. All right, Levi, let's segue this further a little bit now. We've talked about like picking our best of and the like, and let's move on further with actually the idea of a portfolio review. So have you given portfolio reviews? Like I know you've presented at some conferences and the like, and yeah, how does that, how does that go for you? Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. First of all, to see people's best work. Yeah. Um, and it's enjoyable to talk with them and, and, and kind of, it's also, intriguing because here's this person sitting in front of me who may be who may look like something that like whatever they look like in front of me yeah may not have anything to do with their work that i see in front of me you know i could i could have i could have a a woman wearing cardigans and like feathered hats sitting in like and and she's got these outrageously awesome photographs of skateboarders yeah, <laughs> or something. yeah. you know like like there's just there's not this uh there, there's no um no I, I have no concept of your work until now and yeah until i open that book or look yeah. at your screen or whatever yeah. format you have it in i haven't been following you on instagram and seeing your work progress or, yeah. or like that and just bam here it is yeah and that, that's it's a lot of fun and it's fun with to talk with folks and um and and it's it, well it would, it would be more more better if they had listened to something like this and gotten some tips about what to do for a portfolio beforehand yeah. for, for a lot of folks um and don't 
didn't you just start a new portfolio thing? I did. And yeah, in in one sense, I hope listeners don't just feel like this is one big long commercial because that's not my intent here. But I did literally just today finished my web page that is all about portfolio reviews. I had some listeners asking about that and they were kind of I don't know if you want to call it reminiscing, but reminiscing of the days of Improved Photography Plus and how they were members of that and portfolio reviews was a possibility through that. And they were just saying, you know, we we need to get something like that again. And so I spent the last couple of months contemplating, number one, do I want to do that? Number two, if I did that, how would I do that? And so I used this most recent Christmas break to craft those ideas and put it all together on my website. So it's there on my website now. And I do have a thing there where I'm offering portfolio reviews for people. And hopefully we can just kind of maybe briefly talk about that and then go into just the more general conversation, you know, because there's something about portfolio reviews that I I would want people to feel comfortable going anywhere for a portfolio review because, you know, I I will not be the best solution for most people, I would think. Um, at least for many people, um, you know, if you're a portrait shooter, please, I would love to look at your images, but I'm not going to be the best one to judge those images. It's just not my genre. It's not my specialty. And, uh, someone more like Levi or, or Connor or Erica are definitely going to be more in that genre and be able to give you more valuable feedback for something like for that genre. Um, well, and that's the first key is like when you present a portfolio to somebody, for for critique you should present it to somebody who knows who who's qualified to critique yeah you know i yes i i could not agree more and that is in one sense you know when you go to a conference you know you, you don't know that you, you may not know that person that's uh, critiquing there uh several years ago when i went to the um are you familiar with the national or excuse me, North American Nature Photographers Association. Yeah, they've got a conference coming up in February yes. in Las Vegas. Yes, they do. Um, several years ago, I was a member of that, and I went to two of their conferences. And my mentor at the time, he was, um, I guess I could say, somewhat instrumental in helping me get some reviews with the chief photo editor at Corbis Images. Wow, yeah. And... You know, so someone like that, I'm kind of like, he is definitely worthy of looking at my stuff. And I was just so thrilled. And I was just like, you know, this is back in 2004, 2005. Yeah. And so it was quite a while ago. And he said both times. And after that second time, I was like, you know, nail in the coffin kind of an idea. Uh, because I was like, I just know this isn't going to happen. Because that was right in the middle of loads of consolidation in the stock photography market. Oh, right. And he was just like, you know, if you had shown this to me five years ago, I'd sign you up instantly. You'd be one of oh, our, man. you'd be one of our guys. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, face palm kind of a thing. It was like, oh, you know, but I was just, you know, barely starting to stretch my wings and get started and in, in, in putting things out there and uh, to it, to this level of, of, you know, getting things out there. And you know, I thanked him and, and all that good stuff. And he had some really good stuff to tell me, but uh, still that was definitely someone that was like, yes, this is, this is a guy to do it. But maybe there's someone you don't know uh, that's looking at your work and hopefully you can do a little bit of 
you know, have a little bit of comfort. If you're at a conference, you know, they've been vetted by the folks putting on the conference. Right. Uh, you know, maybe there's some other, someone else that you can bring something into the, the idea of saying, yes, I would respect their opinion under this certain criteria or whatever the case is. Lots of different people are going to have lots of good info for you, but yeah, it's about, is this person going to give you the, the, the feedback that is valuable to you? I think that's going to be the, one of the more interesting things to figure out for yourself when you're looking for a portfolio review. Yeah. And, and when you're doing like, there's, there's different things you can get with a, in a portfolio review and there's a couple of different kinds of portfolio reviews too. Right. There's good point. There's yeah. Like there's, there's me saying, help me with this picture. Like what would you do to this, make this picture better? That's like, I wouldn't expect that going into a typical portfolio review. Right. A typical portfolio review is here is my portfolio. What would you do to make this presentation better? Yeah. Like what, what shouldn't be here? What, what's missing? Is the flow good? Like, does this picture, like my first picture, is it awesome? And then is my third picture awesome? And then is my last picture awesome? Um, yeah. And if it's not high? awesome, you know, yeah. we can then start to get into, if that's not awesome, what could, maybe it's a post-production thing. Maybe it's something that was included in the frame that shouldn't it, be there. Yeah. You know, then we can start to have that kind of conversation. Right. Uh, that's something that I would look at too, is to say, and this is something I tell my students all the time uh, because I think they get tired of me saying, you know, develop a theme, develop uh, some kind of genre, right. develop something, and then think about your sequencing. Yes. Because that's going to so throw are, them off. And yeah. they're all like, what do you mean by sequencing? Well, it, how, not only how you're presenting, but also the order in which you present can change the interpretation of those images. Now, right. we're kind of sort of getting a little deep here. But it's something that I think if, we, if we're thinking about it, just no matter how much experience we have, if we're just asking ourselves that simple question, which is better, this picture first or that picture first? Go ahead yeah. and make a decision. Feel confident in your decision. And if you receive information that that was the wrong decision to make, then you've grown. You've learned something. And, mm -hmm. and that's hugely valuable. Or maybe you've received confirmation that you've, you've made the right decision. So, yeah, it, when I also when I'm looking at uh, physical prints, uh, ordering them, you know, are you going to make me switch back and forth between horizontal and vertical every time? Yeah, right. Or are you going to uh, be my friend and clump those together so I'm, you know, moving the book, you know, fewer amounts of times? It's about the experience of looking at it, too, not just. But of course, if you're on the computer screen, it's not a big deal. So it just, right. just depends on how you got that going too. Well, and, and then with that, if, if you go, like your portfolio will have so much more impact now if it is printed. If you, if you print a blur book or a, or a Costco book or whatever, the cheapest album you can print, it will have so much more impact than a 10 inch iPad screen. You know, it, it's, it's, now, it's a, now, why is that? Text, I, I want to know your opinion. It's why is that tangible? Yes, and it's, and it's not. It's no longer standard. You know, it used to be that you'd send your copies of your portfolio out to various places if, right. if you were a commercial photographer. Yeah, or or if you had a um, a bride and groom come in, you would sit down with them and show them your your book of pictures. And now it's more like, yeah, here's my link. Here's my right. link. Right, and it's 
it's bland and it's like it just doesn't stand out and so just having prints stands out well and i think there's something more to the print too especially i guess i i should be careful when i say this um I mean, knowing also that you're working on a print course, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I saw your, your post today of something about the, the obscene amount of ink that goes into the, the oh pro 10 printer. Yeah. <laughs> and there's such tiny little cartridges. I know. Oh, it drives me crazy. I wish Canon had done a little different on that, but whatever. Yeah. An- another rabbit hole we could yeah. scroll ourselves right. away in. But when, but there, yeah, there's so many things you can do with a print too. Well, and, and then hopefully, you know, you mentioned, you know, a blur book, or Costco type prints, certainly those those areas, those uh, resources can get you some good some good prints coming out. But I would hope that if you got a print back from Costco and you were like, that is not what I expected. I would hope that you're gonna go yeah. back and you're gonna reprint it. You're going to oh, you're going to put some of that energy back into it and say, you know, this needs to be closer to what my expectations are. How can I make that happen? And so you figure that out. When you send something out there, there is a small risk, I guess we could say, that whoever is viewing it, you know, they could be on their phone, they could be on their iPad, they could be on a three thousand dollar BenQ monitor that's you know right. massively you know calibrated up everything, and they could be on a cheap little Acer that costs fifty bucks. So yep. each of those experiences is going to make your image look different, and there is a little bit of uh, control that you lose when you do that uh on screen as well so we just have to do our best to hopefully get the best sense across in our images when they when they're going to be done on screen uh versus print but um yeah with that print you know you say it has a little more something to it i think for me it's it's about it it comes to me the reason i print anyway it's more of a signature it's more of a stamp of approval sort of a thing yeah. Like I knew this image would be awesome and here it is, you know. Right. And and right. this proves it sort of a thing or something and like that. It's like holding something. Like if you I I'm working right now tonight on pictures I made while we were sledding the other day with several families of friends. And I've got 1300 pictures Woo. to go through. And um I'm not going to share 1300 pictures. I'm going to share and like the world 20. thanks you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um but since I'm only sharing 20, I could also afford to print those 20 at Costco Yeah, for not very much money. You know, it's like 15 cents for a four by six. Oh, but if I give cheap. that four by six to this 11 year old kid, he's going to have that picture hanging in his locker. It is going to hang in his dorm room yeah. and then it's going to be on his desk or, or it is in his drawer when he's a dad and he's going to pull it out and share it with people. Yeah. And if I, if I just email it to him, you know, it's, it's going to be um, gone <laughs> in, in less time than it takes to click on it. It'll be forgotten. Good, uh, good, good, good point. And that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> it's so, it's so easy to make a, 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 and, and like Costco isn't, isn't printing on cheap paper. They're printing on Kodak paper. It's, yeah. and it's got silver nitrate particles it's, on. It's, it's the regular it's good stuff yeah it's the good stuff it'll last 300 years it and it and it's not uh it's not an inkjet it's a it's a photographic process that they're using and those things can last a really 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 long time um anyway 
Yeah. So let's get back to our so there's some impact to having a printed portfolio for sure, depending on who you're showing it to and things. So let's, yeah, let's get back to that portfolio idea. And I had a couple of things I wanted to look at as a photographer. One of our listeners might be thinking about several of our listeners, hopefully might be thinking about doing some type of portfolio review, whether it's at a conference, you know, there's uh, going to be the create photography retreat coming up in uh, March. And there's whether people are going to out of Chicago or wherever else they might be going with some different, uh, different items there. I'm going to out of Chicago. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I kind of knew that. So I just wanted to give you a little plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what could they do or what, what advice would you give them as they're, as they're looking to create a portfolio to hopefully share and receive some feedback from some of those people at, you know, that it might be presenting at those conferences or what other places, you know, another thing I want to do is what other uses would a portfolio do for us? But let's talk about conferences first. What advice would you give for students, for people? I, I'd want to know what kind of review it's going to be. Like, is this the kind of thing where I can ask you picture by picture what you would suggest I do differently? And if it's a 15 minute portfolio review, you shouldn't expect that. Um, yeah. You, you might be able to, like, you should ask general questions. What things would you, would, would you suggest that I could do to make my work better overall? What would you do to make this presentation of pictures better? And um, they'll say, well, the this, this second to last picture is your best one. It should be first, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, you should also be cohesive. Like, you, cohesive. I you, love that word. Yeah. Your, your um, customer is everything. The, the person viewing your pictures is everything. And if, if you're showing, like, like you said, you said we shouldn't show you portraits, but I would totally trust you to tell me if it's a good picture. You know, well, somebody else might be able to to give me more nitty gritty, yes. but I could absolutely show it to a good photographer, any kind of photograph. And they could say, yeah, that that's a good photograph of cheese. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> I've right. I've seen a lot of pictures of cheese in my life and that cheese is looking tasty. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I and I think, much. I think that's one of the things for me. And I don't know, you know, Tell, tell me your approach, but when I look at something like this, I guess I take two approaches uh, at the same time. The first is uh, I try and look at it as its own individual piece of art and understand and respect it for that. But then yeah. the flip side of that is I have a feeling that this person uh, is looking for some kind of confirmation, some kind of yep. some, some kind of information that gives them a little bit of... Um, maybe encouragement, maybe uh, a virtual slap upside the head saying, what were you thinking? Kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but if you were to ask me to, to judge portfolio, yes, I, I would feel comfortable actually giving you feedback on a portfolio. It's just, it's probably not the feedback that you would necessarily be expecting because it's not my specialty. So, well, and I wouldn't present it to you as my final, right. but I would absolutely seek out somebody else first. Yeah. If I'm going to go to Joe McNally yeah. and say, Joe, these are my best flash portraits ever. Yeah. And I haven't showed it to anybody else first. I'm oh making, my goodness. I'm, I'm not utilizing my opportunity. You know, I've, absolutely. I've got this chance. I should really have somebody else help me whittle it down first. Yes. I, I love that because even if it's not, there especially they can help they can bounce ideas off of you that you probably yeah. haven't thought of 
and they can point things out that you probably haven't thought of that might be something that someone like Joe McNally would mention or would think about. And so that's, yes, that's really good. So to be concise or to be focused in the, the, the style or the genre that you're going for, that you're presenting. Yeah. So now if someone was a portrait shooter, you know, would you expect them to have a variety of portraits or is it just depending on their style and how they're shooting? I would expect them to only have portraits. Yeah. If if you're bringing, if like, if, if you're looking to me as a portrait expert and you bring me uh, three pictures of really good portraits and then a couple of good cheese pictures and also some good sagebrush pictures, I'd be like, this isn't a portfolio. Yeah. This is like your Instagram feed. Th- this this <laughs> is your family album almost. Exactly. Right. Yeah. This, is, this is just a, a travelogue. So, uh, so then the purpose of a portfolio is, is what? The purpose is what for a portfolio? What's our goal it, with a portfolio? You're, you're, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's the question. What is my goal with this portfolio? Yeah. Am I trying to get hired by the person I'm showing it to? Or am I trying to get hired by a person similar to the person I'm showing it to? Am I just trying to be better at my work? You know, I, like we, we talk about this stuff because we're professional photographers. Like I make a living off my camera. Yeah. And so that, that suggests a lot of things here, but there is no, I don't, I don't mean to imply that the only reason you need a portfolio review is if you're a professional, right. you should absolutely strive to be your best. Even if you're never going to make a dime off it, you know? And so, um, with, with those things in mind, you should build your portfolio to show off your work to to answer the question what am i what am i hoping to get out of this and so yeah you should you you kind of generally approach it as a as a commercial enterprise sure. even if you're not going to do it commercially because because the person you're approaching is is thinking of in that way also um so it's not it's not like an art school portfolio review yeah. where you kind of show off your texture pictures and your form pictures and right. this, this is the part I did in the lighting. Oh goodness. We struggle. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing back. I don't know if I want to characterize it as bad memories or just what, but <laughs> right. Every spring quarter, we have a portfolio class at the university yeah. and we've got graphic designers, photographers, and product designers that are taking this. And so I don't teach this class. My boss does. And so the students have all quarter to go through and, they're constantly coming to all of us faculty and saying, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And it's in one sense, it's really good to see a, a certain gel starting to sort of take shape with how they're presenting themselves and boiling it down in their work of, of their portfolio. And that's what it really comes down to as well. You're boiling it down uh, yeah. quite a bit and, and you're giving it form and structure with this very concise collection and it's, you know, to see them struggle though, I guess as part of the fun of it too, is just to, to, you know, you get to see the growth of, of an individual in their creativity and how they're talking about themselves. It's, it's, it is a wonderful thing, but it can be a real daunting challenge too. And I just, I guess I would just say, don't let it be a daunting challenge for you. Set yourself your yeah. goal for why you're putting this together. Maybe it's only for personal pleasure. Maybe it's you want to have, um, you know, like you had mentioned, you know, have your wife or your husband or someone else along those lines, you know, 
kind of do what they can to to put us you know put it through a certain uh judgment for you and give you some certain feedback um but that's also one of the things that I, is almost cliche and that is to say you know of course your your spouse is going to love it of course your family is going to love it you need someone that's going to you know not have those ties to you it's kind of like you can't select your best images because you're so tied into right. that wonderful image of your daughter it cannot help but be your best image um and and I think a photographer probably is that same way with their images too. We I know I get fairly connected to some a few images uh, here and there, and it's just like as long as I can recognize why I'm so connected to that image, I think that's fine and healthy. But if I'm just like, no, this is awesome, this is it, uh, and I don't have a reason for why that is the case <laughs> for me, you know, I should be able to articulate that. Yeah. Um, and then that will help me decide should it be in the portfolio or should it not be in the portfolio. Right. Right. Um, you should, you should also, I think I lost it. Well, what do you think about the idea? One of the things I actually suggest people do when they're putting a portfolio together is also putting together, uh, another thing that sounds really scary and that is an artist's statement. Oh man. Don't be all pretentious on me now. (laughs) Well, yeah. We'll we'll try and and weed out the pretension, but um, <laughs> no, but it, but it should be in your mind. Like this, this is a chance for you to define yourself, and that's the and, point. And there's some good things about doing that. You so, know? like if you go to the it, museum it or or a gallery and you see this, you know, three page artist statement, I say <laughs> walk away, walk on. <laughs> I that to me is is just way overdone, and that's pretension potentially anyway. Right. Uh, you know, I don't want to necessarily judge too harshly, but at least give yourself between five and seven sentences that describes you and your work. I think that's hugely valuable to whoever's going to give you give you any type of response. You know, if you go up to the conference and they're like, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself as a photographer and the like. And if you can't articulate that, yep. I think you're at a you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not helping them see you in the light that you're wishing to be seen in. Yeah. It's your elevator. I think there's some, I think there's some value to that. Yeah. It's, it's your opportunity to quickly tell somebody why they should look at your work. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's a lot of good work out there for sure. I don't care about any of it, but if you can make me care about you and yours, then I'll take a look. I like it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Yeah. And you like, I love to shoot sunrises over sagebrush, but they, they don't belong next to my, next to my commercial portraiture. Oh, that's what it was. Also, like I, I do the Steve Jobs portrait project. Yeah. 25 Steve Jobs portraits is not a portfolio. Mm. It, it's a project. Yes. It's a, it's a thing, but it's, it's not showing the depth and breadth of my work. Yes. I, I need to show you what I can do not just what I have done. And, and I want you to see from this photo that I can, I can pose people. And in this one, I want, and, and over the, all of these pictures, I want you to see that I can elicit a good expression in the eyes every time. Yeah. I want you to see that the light looks great. And I want you to see that I used various light to make various great looking effects Yeah. or, or compositions or color. Um, you know, it, it's got to, it, it should show some, some skill, not just the same, not just sunrises over, 
you know, well, that one's not sagebrush. That's mountain mahogany, but (laughs) (laughs) it's the same thing over and over again. And it should not be the same thing over and over again. Um, Unless yes. out of focus pictures are your thing. So. Let's let's emphasize that. So basically, if you were putting together a, a portfolio, you would throw in one of those images, it sounds like, of your Steve Jobs project, but you're not going to put a two in there. Right. Yeah. And and actually, like when I when I've thought about doing that, I sh- I'm like, I should do this. I've I've photographed more than 2000 of these. I had to put one in my portfolio, but it doesn't mean anything mm. as one. <laughs> I could, this is I could also put true, in one yeah. sheet. Yeah, you know, like I could put in one with twenty five on it, and and you're like, this is clearly something you do, and and maybe you've done it a lot, and all of these people look like they're having a good time, so that's interesting, and it yeah. it adds again that that gives interest to me as a person because there are so many good photographs and so many good photographers. the The reason I get hired is because people like working with me, and yeah. so if I can show that off in my portfolio even better yes yes some personality if, if, if coming I just, through. yeah exactly if i just yeah. show a whole bunch of really well quaffed and made up hairdo people in my in my photographs and with great color compositions and things but everybody has a dull look on their face meh yeah it doesn't show anything about me you know or actually it does it shows everything about me because the, the you know the lens looks both ways and uh-huh. and looking at those photographs i can see that this person is not going to elicit emotion in any kind of photograph. And so I just need to know that going in. Perfect. Yes, that's good. So different to kind of sort of wrap this up, you know, there's just different things. Good luck. This is never ending. <laughs> We're going to go on. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my memory card that I'm recording this to will run out eventually. <laughs> the, the good thing is that people can actually play us back at two times speed and hear us really quickly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Maybe course, we should talk really that. slow. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because that's going to happen. So yes, in wrapping this up, it comes down to thinking for yourself what your own purpose is, collecting these images with that purpose in mind, and then having the confidence of showing someone and being able to learn from whatever response they're going to give you. Uh, but being able to have that conversation, hopefully that can happen anyway. Uh, but some somehow kind of getting that getting that kind of um, that kind of communication going can be really helpful uh, is probably how we could sum it up. Yeah, I've got. Can I give one more tip? Oh, absolutely. And th- I think this is the most important thing you can do in a portfolio review. Shut your mouth. Ooh. <laughs> do okay. not talk. You're right. Like, We're going to go a little longer. <laughs> When, when somebody looks at your picture and, and, and this is a person whom you clearly respect and want, um, you know, you're asking for their, for their input. You do not defend what you've done. Yeah. Just shut up. When somebody says, well, this one's not, not as strong as the other pictures. You just say, thank you. What else can you tell me? You yes. can do not say, well, I put it in there because of these three things. No. You're wasting the time you have with that person. You've got yeah. 15 minutes with this person. You just say, thank you. What else can I do? Yes. If there's a little bit that you can say, the what else can I do for sure? If there's a little something that you can maybe get out of that, definitely that's valuable. But yes, yeah, I, I totally questions. hear you. Don't, do not defend don't your Don't just work. stand there and be like, but, but, but this, but yeah. that. 
I, I, oh my goodness. (laughs) That's such good, good, good advice. It's it's just disrespectful to that person. And it's a waste of everybody's time. I mean, absolutely. As soon as you're done, you call up your friend and you rant and rave about how rude they were to you or whatever. I can't tell you. I I can't tell you how many times I've, this is my own students. I'm not talking about any listeners or anything like that. I'm not going to step on anyone's toes because I just started this service, but when my students come to me and they're all defending their work and I'm kind of all just in that same kind of thing where it's just like, but it's not really working. And yeah. it's like, but, and then we finally dive deep into it because, you know, they, they need to understand why, why it's not working. And, and I have the time to, to do this since it is my full-time job. Um, <laughs> it comes down to it. They, when they finally admit, well, I just kind of liked it that way. And it's kind of like, ah, if, if you can't, it, what, what I would look for is, is for someone to be able to defend beyond the, I like it. Now with photography, it's an art. The, I like it can certainly, can certainly work, but if you're looking to push that out there, it has to be successful on, on different levels. And if it's not making some of those levels, number one, be satisfied with it because it's your art. If that's the way you like it, then that's fine. But if you're looking for getting some feedback about how does it work on these other levels, like you said, shut up and listen to what's going on, but do ask for, you know, what could be done to help it achieve whatever it is you're wanting to achieve and then take that advice to heart, go practice it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, just shut up and say thank you. And we mean that in the kindest way possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I have I have one last Uh-oh. A, a second thing. one last. Go the for it. A second one last. But it's a challenge for our listeners today. Okay. And and it will help you review your work more objectively Perfect. and have you more ready to ask somebody else's input. Yeah. And it's giving input yourself. Yes. So this is the challenge. When you see good work on Facebook, when your friend posts a great picture, don't just say nice shot. Say, yes. I like this picture because yes. you did this thing well. I like that the the lines lead together. You've got a strong foreground element and a diagonal uh, line at the foreground leading into the mountains back there. I love that the twigs of sagebrush are are well lit. Um, and when when you identify the good things, the, the attractive things about other people's pictures, you'll be able to identify them better yourself and you'll, you will make them better while you're shooting. You will say like when you're standing there, you say, I like this picture because, yes, and that's how you make your picture right now today. Oh, beautiful. Everyone's assignment right now is to hit that back button three or four times and listen <laughs> to that again. That is, yes. It's, I got this for my buddy Mel and he's like, man, you know, we should, we should really, we were in, in our photo club or something one day. And he's like, instead of just saying nice shot, yes. it'd be much more helpful if we actually helped each other. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to end this topic because it is about that articulation. It's about being purposeful and meaningful with that feedback and with that praise or with that critique, whichever way it's going. Uh, b- more than just the, the, the platitudes. Oh, it's yeah. excellent. Thank you for, thank you for putting it so 
uh, nicely. So again, rewind the the player for a little bit, folks, <laughs> and listen to it again. That's golden information right there. All right. Well, Levi, makes people feel good. Yeah, it does because it it also supports them in helping helping them know why they were successful because maybe they they're they're putting yeah. something out there and they might think it's successful, but uh, someone might be pulling out an idea for why it worked for them and and it doesn't you know maybe someone else didn't mention that or whatever but that can give you just that extra piece and then like you said when you're out there shooting next time that's the big thing that i like to work with people when i'm out together you know you mentioned uh shooting with someone is good uh for sure but shooting with someone that can help you with that conversation while you're doing it that's even more good i would say because yeah that's just going to at the time where you're creating the image if you can kind of sort of uh, envision that in your portfolio at the time that you're standing there creating it i think that's also good stuff because you're you're able to forecast all right this is probably the change i need to make here in order to make this image that much more successful whether it's something on the border that you need to crop out whether it's you know the the angle of the subject or who knows what the deal is but kind of just that that feedback loop that's 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 going to be very helpful i think yeah and we we live in a time when words are disappearing you know when yeah when emojis and thumbs up and plus 100 are all the time. replacing <laughs> all the good things we could actually say yeah. and and using a couple of words is just a powerful way to speak yeah. And it will really train you to do it better for yourself too. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, good. Good stuff. And last thing. Oh my goodness. Levi, you're Just killing kidding. me. Just kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you do it too, but maybe I would edit it out. Who knows? So our doodads for the week. So take it, take it away, Levi. What is your doodad for the week? My doodad is called the quilt shoebox. I don't know why it's called quilt, but it's called shoebox because it's as if it's the shoebox of full of pictures from my childhood, which many people are not familiar with. But there's a shoebox on the shelf and all the pictures from every trip went into the shoebox and that's where they were stored. And that's what this little device does. It connects to your Internet and you connect it to a drive. And so, so like you plug it into your router, into your Wi-Fi machine. And then you connect to that on the same Wi-Fi network with your phone, with an, with an app. And it allows you to dump your photos from your phone onto the drive connected to it, onto the shoebox thing. And it's just a, it's like the size of an Apple TV, if you know what that looks like. It's mm -hmm. just a, a, like a five-inch square, four or five-inch square. That's about an inch and a half thick. And it just sits on the back of a bookshelf someplace. It, it doesn't matter. Once you set it up, it just it just works. And so it allows you to dump your phone into the shoebox. Huh. And it means you've got endless space on your phone and you don't have to pay monthly fees on iCloud or or wherever else you, you dump your, your photos. And using the app, you can access them anywhere anytime you're connected to um, to service. To, wow. to sell your service. And I've, I've used it this way. I was like, oh man, I don't have that picture on my phone anymore. Oh, but it's right here in my app and I can, I can dig it up without taking any 
space up on my phone. And I can still download it right then back to my phone and share it with somebody that way if I need to. But it's a pretty cool tool. It's 89 bucks on Amazon. Huh. You, can, you can check it out at myquilt, K-W-I-L-T dot com. And uh, I like it. I gave one to my dad for Christmas. So Interesting. So it looks like you just keep connecting uh, USB 3 drives for its storage. Yeah, just any USB drive. You can you can connect a thumb drive or you can connect a a two terabyte spinning drive. You could even connect a like a lossy drive with two drive anything that's bus power. It doesn't have to be bus powered. It can be Yeah, as long as you have the extra the wall, you just connect port, it yeah. to the USB to cool. the device. I think you can even connect it to your TV and view stuff from there, but I don't know why I would ever do that. <laughs> yeah, it's got a HDMI out, it looks like. Right. And it Maybe comes, I can do a slideshow on there of my best nine for the year. There you go. Just cycle through nine images only. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's just one image with nine pictures on it. Ooh. <laughs> so my doodad is the Godox Umbrella Octagon Softbox Reflector. I love those things. And the the thing about this, I actually bought some 32-inch ones. I don't know. <laughs> These are pretty big. Um, I bought these. I have a class coming up starting Monday, and it's uh, a studio or otherwise uh, flash photography is largely what we cover, about 80% of the content of what we cover in that class over the next 10 weeks. And I used to have people go out with uh, speed lights and little umbrellas that are shoot-through umbrellas that are, I don't know, they might be 16 inches across, so they're just tiny. And you know how your standard umbrella is uh, with a flash. The, the umbrella pole goes below the hot shoe mount. And so the flash is way off center from the, the umbrella center axis. Yeah. And I always hated that because it just doesn't give you the full use of the umbrella. Right. And the light quality coming out of it is still fine. It's not a big deal. It's just that, and it's highly portable. That's nice. Well, these things are like 29 bucks on Amazon for 32 inch Octobox, but it's the, it's the umbrella structure on the interior part, but it then has, because it's a soft box, it has a zipper or Velcro or something that's got a slit in it where the stand will go right up into it and it connects there centrally. And then you put your, your hot shoe flash in there. And I bought one of the Godox, uh, mounting units as well. So it gets the it gets the flash head more aligned with the center of it. So it's going to be a lot more even lighting. So we'll get softbox style lighting outdoors and it's going to be a lot better experience. I think for the the students, although it's going to be a lot bigger and more cumbersome for them to walk around with, but Oh, well, they'll, they'll be, fine. No, that's a great size. I have, I have two of those myself. Yeah. Um, great. I also love, I don't know why it is, but they are more stable than an umbrella, even though they're bigger. Sure. There's just something about that shape of the umbrella well, being open on the back, yeah. and it just catches wind way worse. <laughs> oh, well, they, these are w- a lot more like a parabola shape, so they're yeah. they're a lot more, um, I, I guess, they're, they're more of a dome rather than spreading way out. Yeah. Because their and job is... closed. Yes, and then it, they're enclosed, yeah. and so their job is to be more softbox-oriented, not umbrella, spread everything, and scatter everything everywhere. It's just that it's an umbrella structure, so it's really affordable to make and, and manufacture. And, you know, 29 bucks, you know, yeah. I probably should have bought 10 of them just so I can have <laughs> them for the next 15 years. But because, uh, you know, eventually the wind is going to blow something over and it's going to break. But 
but it's, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with, with these. I think it's going to go really well. Awesome. I'm excited for you. And then using some radio slaves to trigger the flash, you know, that's just going to, you know, you don't want our wire running or anything like that. So we just connect it with a, with a radio slave and it works really well. Perfect. All right. So some reminders for you folks, uh, the master photography podcast.com, uh, without the word the though. So just master photography podcast.com. That's the home for the show. You can find the show notes there, links that we've talked about these items. That's where they'll be. And then you can find, of course, our Facebook group. We do need you to please answer the question about who is a host. So myself, and then, of course, there's Jeff and Brian and Connor and Erica. And if you were to put any of our guests on there, when we have guests like Levi, we're going to accept that too. We know you've listened to the show and that's awesome. Uh, So we just have that one little question. I actually had someone put on there um, something like they said, you know, who's, who's a host of the show. And they were like me. I was like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hit decline. Uh, but most of the folks, they got it down and, and things are going to look good there. So Levi, where can they find your stuff with a, where can oh, they find you, can, you online? You can see my dated portfolio at levisim.com. No www, just levisim.com. And uh, you can see my my articles that I write for photofocus.com at photofocus.com. All right. And uh, you can join me in person at a few places this year. I'll be I'll be at WPPI. I'll be I may be at a couple other conferences uh, between now and then. I'll be at out of Chicago in the summertime, which is just a ton of fun. And then I'll be at out of Oregon on the coast this year as well in October. That one and, looks like so much fun. Oh, it's a marvelous. It's like a full time. week on the Oregon coast. They start, yeah. what is it, Sunday or Monday? Yeah. I looked at that and so, was like, oh, that looks awesome. It's so cool. So I highly recommend checking out the Out of Chicago stuff. It is like it is the best photography conference on the planet for sure. So Cool. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Photo Levi. You can see my best nine right there. All right. You can find me at brentbergherm.com. I just am about to release the pricing and such. I've got another workshop for if you want to do some printing, uh, come to Walla Walla and do some shooting and printing. And uh, what you learn will be certainly useful for sending things to an online printer as well. But, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of cool to have a workshop where you also take home some prints some really nice fine art prints from the shoot that you just did. So that's what that workshop is going to be all about. Southeast Washington is gorgeous. Uh, most okay. folks know about the Palouse area. We're kind of like the Palouse, only we have a little more variety. Um, we've got the whole rolling wheat hills, but then we got so much more as well. So, so that's going to be pretty sweet. I might have to come up and try it out. Yeah, it'd be sweet. And then um, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just search for Brent Bergen Photography. Of course, LatitudePhotographyPodcast.com. That's where my personal podcast is and um that pretty much wraps it up for finding us online thank you so much for listening everybody and we'll see you again in another seven days 